Welcome to season two of the One and Done podcast, where we are dedicated to making young people successful in business early in life. We're recording today from the Rollo Insurance Studio in College Station, Texas. Let's get it started. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of the One and Done podcast. Got a special guest in studio today from Rollo Insurance Group, James Scott. And James, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Jackson. Absolutely. Second take this morning is very early. And uh, recording again because I forgot to hit the button a while ago. So we're, we're, we're very rehearsed in what we're going to say here at the beginning. Yeah. Um, we got enough coffee now. Yeah, exactly. So James, tell everybody about who you are, where you came from, and kind of how you got to where you are now in the insurance industry. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Beeville, uh, Texas. I grew up on my family's ranch, and, and my family runs a business. So I kind of grew up early, working hard, and, and learning a lot about business. Uh, graduated high school and went to Texas A&M. Whoop. Started off in engineering there, quickly realized that uh, that was not the degree fit for me, so kind of moved around, bounced around, uh, ended up in the agriculture school and graduated with a agriculture leadership and development degree and continued on and got my master's from Mays at the MS Business School, which is kind of where I realized sales was a fit for me. Uh, we had a sales competition and I got the highest grade in the class and had never really considered sales before that. Uh, that's when I started interviewing with some, you know, sales companies and, and things of that nature. And that's when Keith Lane with Rollo Insurance, who was with the MS Business School at the time, now with Rollo, uh, recruited me over. I had already met uh, Jason probably a year prior when he met with our class. So I was already pretty familiar with Rollo Insurance, so it was an easy transition for me. And, you know, I mean, I definitely never considered myself to be in the insurance industry. <laughs> like I said uh, on the last take, I think your dad and Justin are the only people I know that grew up knowing that's the industry they wanted to be in. I kind of just hit the ground running and the rest is history. I think I joined in June of 2017, so I've been here almost five years yeah, it's, it is one of those industries that not everybody just, you know, loves up front. They don't wake up in the morning at six years old saying, I want to be in insurance. But it's an industry, I think, whenever you're presented with the pros and the cons, very quickly, it seems to be a great industry. Both of you uh, and I are going to agree on that. Um, yeah. Talk about that sales competition. Tell us a little bit about that and then kind of talk about how that made you open your eyes as far as what sales is something you want to be in. Um, let me think. That sales competition we were given... Uh, we were given some parameters of a of a fictitious business, and you know this is who you're trying to sell to, and this is what your core competencies are. I think it was a software program we were selling to a dealership, so it was like, yeah, here are your core competencies. Here's what the business is, your name, what the mission statement of the business is, and then this is what that company is looking for. So it kind of gave us a bunch of parameters to kind of dig through and and see if you could find your own. Uh, sales points, I guess you would call them. You know, we studied for that a little bit, and it was a role play situation. So there was a live person you were actively trying to sell to on video, and then the professor watched the video, and I think it was like a five to ten minute spiel. But you know, I, I prepared for it just like I would any other uh, assignment at the time. And once it was done, and I thought I did okay, and then I had you know a ninety eight or something like that, and was the best in a May's business school class. I was pretty shocked. And that's when I was like, man, you know, I've always been really good at talking to people. And that's where I found out that I was really good at kind of like finding a desire that like someone else needed and then 
showing them that they have a problem and then kind of picking at that problem and, and using that as a wedge to, you know, sell them something. Yeah. So you said that that opportunity, it made you kind of open your eyes saying, hey, maybe sales is something I want to go into. What about that assignment and project made you say sales is something that I want to go into? Yeah, I think it was, I mean, just that I was so good at it. I mean, I had never, I had never considered it before. And, you know, after I started thinking about it, really probably the other day, you know, my first sales job when I was 12, I was a uh, paper sales boy in Beeville and I walked around to different businesses and tried to sell them newspapers. And I remember I was always competitive about it. So I had a like two or three friends that would do it too. And when we come back, I mean, we probably made like 12 bucks, but I always wanted to make like one more dollar than they did or sell one more paper. Uh, so it made me reflect on that and kind of see that it was, you know, something I was probably born to do. And so I jumped in. Absolutely. So now talk a little bit about insurance. What, whenever Keith, you know, recruited you over, I know you had a little bit of a unique entrance into the industry with, yeah. with some of the mentorship stuff that Keith was working on at that point. Talk a little bit about your entrance into the insurance industry and what your, you know, what kind of, what drew you to the insurance industry? You knew sales what you want to be in. Why insurance? Uh, the biggest thing was, you know, the uh, ability to, you know, be pretty autonomous in, in what you're doing, the flexibility, you know, the endless cap on, you know, income, you can do whatever you want to with insurance. And then helping people was a big thing for me probably one of the biggest things because my you know my family has a business and they've carried insurance and I've never known anything about it my stepdad's had uh you know several insurance agents that have not been good and you know we didn't have stuff covered so I saw that as as something I could potentially you know help out a lot with uh so that was probably my biggest draw but yeah so I mentored in Fairfield office with Rollo and made a lot of sacrifices to uh, to learn a lot about the indus- industry pretty quick. Uh, you know, it was like drinking from a fire hose. I moved to Fairfield, had no TV, no internet, and probably took like two or three policies a home a week and would read them because there was literally nothing else to do. So, uh, yeah, I, and I mentored under uh, uh, the agriculture guy for Rollo in, in uh, Fairfield. Learned a lot in probably about six months. I didn't really sell anything. And then after that, moved to Beeville and, and just hit the ground running. Yeah, I haven't looked back since. Nope, I haven't looked back. So you noted some positives about the industry, right? Helping other people. Um, what are some of the negatives about the insurance industry that maybe make people not grow up wanting to be in insurance? Uh, one that was hard for me to get by is kind of like, I don't know, some people look at you like a used salesman. That was a hard connotation for me to get over in my head, but then I realized that's what makes it like super easy to be a differentiator in the industry. So whether that's a negative, you can make it into a positive and, you know, you have every online company and John Doe at every corner trying to sell you a policy on price. Okay. You know, I'll undercut you by 500 bucks and you can go in there. And it's amazing to me every time that I have a conversation with even people in their sixties and seventies that, you know, I sit down and have a presentation with them about coverages. I'm like, Hey, has anybody ever explained to you the way your auto coverages work? And 95% of them say, no, no one's ever taken the time. And I mean, it's just that easy being a genuine, honest person and, and telling people what they should know. Cause I mean, one accident could potentially ruin their life if you don't have their insurance policy. Right. And that's, that's what I like about it the best. Yeah, it's the helping people. 
where is the the tech wave in relation to our industry? Um, I know sometimes I get on soapboxes on here about tech and all that, but I wanted to hear directly from you, from someone who's in the field. Where where's tech in relation to the insurance industry? Well, I mean, it's I think it's on both sides. It's a uh, it's a threat to our side of the industry, but it's also a positive because we have tons of tools that are coming out and you know management systems and 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 quoting devices and everything. But you also have your you know, your online insurance companies that I've heard you talk about on here that uh, have an animal in their name or, <laughs> and, you know, they're trying to, like you've said before, and like we've been preaching, they're trying to make it into a commodity when it's not a commodity. You know, the average person can't, it, the average person doesn't know what is in their insurance and policy as far as coverages. So you could, quickly make a terrible decision on an insurance policy online that you have no clue you need personal injury protection or you know maybe you don't select to have rental and then when you get in an accident you don't have any car to get around I mean it's it's crazy yeah it's 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 crazy how quickly one one action can really change your life you know I, before we got on here we were talking about uh the car values and how a couple months ago I got t-boned right and if I didn't have my insurance policies correct, I would have been in, in a lot of trouble because the guy that hit me didn't have any insurance. Wow. And so it was literally my policy that paid for his mistake, uh, but it's because I knew what I was doing when I built that policy out. And so, you know, I was just going to pick up dry cleaning, was not thinking about anything in the world, not thinking about, you know, having to have my insurance cover a new car. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's yeah. for sure. And in that moment, I could have been, you know, way more injured than I was. I could have been without a car, like you mentioned. There's a lot of things that could have happened had I not had some protection built in on the backside. So yeah. that's why I love what we do as well. It's the helping people out. Yeah, and it's good, you know, that you had it. But, I mean, it, especially, like, if you put yourself in someone else's situation, I mean, what's the last thing you want to think about in that situation? Yeah, yeah. It was, I mean, the last thing I wanted to think about was my own insurance policy and yeah. filing a claim. I was trying to get back to work and, to you know, take care of other people. So, um, yeah, that's exactly right. They don't People don't want to think of it. They want to have somebody in their corner that's going to help them out with that. Um, you know, being that you graduated from the MS business program just a few years ago at this point, uh, you've already found so much success in the insurance industry. What would your pitch be to someone who's coming out of college for looking into a career in insurance? Man, my pitch would be, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're set on going to the insurance industry, make sure that you learn as much as you can in the first six months that you possibly can. Cause I mean, that's, that's going to be your base for the rest of the time learn as much as you can. Sales is about making sacrifices, in my opinion, in the beginning. I mean, you know, I've made tons of sacrifices to get to the point that I'm at now, kind of have to, you know, go home and read a policy like I did. I, I could have had TV and internet for that six months, but I wanted that six months to be like a a retreat for me in Fairfield and learn as much as I possibly could about the industry in a short time. So when I was you know, actually out on the streets, like selling insurance that, you know, I knew what I was talking about and it was all, you know, knowledge-based selling and education rather than just, you know, trying to sell the cheapest policy to everybody on the block because that's made me have a, you know, pretty sticky and retentive book. Yeah, absolutely. What would your pitch be to someone who who's thinking about maybe sales, but they don't know insurance is where they want to be? Maybe they're thinking of sales, so you know, real estate, uh, maybe wealth management's in that, maybe car sales in that, and then mm-hmm. there's insurance and maybe a few others. Why insurance? 
What what do I what would I tell someone going into any sales or yeah. why insurance? Yeah, like they're going into sales and you're trying to sell them on why why they should go into insurance. Oh, I see. Yeah, well, I mean, I think the biggest sell is uh, the longevity of the sales. You know, <clears throat> excuse me, in car sales and 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 house sales and uh, and realty and you know whatever you're you're making a sale and on to the next one like it's. They're transactional. Yeah, they're transactional. And in insurance, I mean, you sell one and you want to keep that client for life. So, I mean, it's it's much more of a relationship with 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 a client on a long term. And you make, you know, you make your money when you sell that policy and you make your money when that policy renews. That's a big plus for trying to sell the insurance industry. But another one is the there's no cap. I mean, you could sell as much insurance as you want to. You can... You can do whatever, but in another, so the third one I would say is the, uh, flexibility, you know, insurance gives you the opportunity to do things outside of insurance that you couldn't in other industries. In my opinion, like I've started to, uh, get into real estate. So I've started investing in real estate. I have two rent houses and hopefully about to make a transaction on another, uh, commercial building in the next three months. So you can kind of do whatever you want, you know. I mean, it gives you the flexibility outside of insurance too. Yeah, you can definitely diversify into other things as well. One other thing I would add to that list is relationships. I think that's a big one for me whenever I was getting in is the fact that I didn't really realize how good I was as well at just talking to somebody and and helping them understand the problem that they had and the fact that I had a solution for them. But also the relationships you get to build, you know, the, the customers who I get Christmas cards from this time of year and those who I send Christmas cards to, you know, uh, to me, that's that's the fun part of doing what we do because we're not just selling a quick commoditized transactional type product. It's relational. So I'm telling my customers, hey, I don't want to work with you if we're not going to work together for 20 years, which means mm-hmm. I, I want to get to know these people. I, I'm going to be part of their, you know, hopefully their life. They're going to we're going to talk to each other annually. If not, some of them we talk more than that. Uh, so the relationships you build, I think, is a big part of the insurance industry as well that sometimes isn't isn't necessarily right there in your face, but it's part of, of what I think leads a lot of people into insurance, even though they don't grow up dreaming of being in insurance. Mm-hmm. As we transition here, focusing, you know, going from what you do kind of to more about who you are and what made you successful, I want to talk a little bit about your sports background. All right. So we talked about sports with a lot of people on here, had a lot of college athletes, even had a couple pro athletes, but I don't think any of them have ever won the state welding championship. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so t- tell me a little bit about that process. Uh, man, it's kind of funny. Everybody says that, like, wait, you welded competitively? Like, what is that? Uh, so I started welding in uh, freshman year of high school, and it was a big deal at our school. Like, it was a dual credit thing, so we got uh, college credit for it. And every year we sent someone to the state competition, and they either got, you know, second, third, fourth, fifth, whatever. So – my freshman year, I started out, and we just do it like an hour or so a day, and then I got put up my sophomore year. My welding teacher really liked me. Uh, his name was uh, Mike Milner, and he he put me in uh, he put me in the class with the seniors my sophomore year. So it's you know there's a district welding competition, a regional welding competition, just like any other sport or sport quote unquote. It's not welding's not a sport. Uh, for the purposes of the show today, yeah, it's a sport. Yeah, for the com- if the competitive nature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every time we went, it was either, you know, it was always our school took the top three spots. Uh, so it was 
uh, that's kind of where my competitive nature started because they were my friend in the class. It was uh, me and him would show each other our welds every day, see who was the best. And, yeah, so my junior year, we went to the district competition, and uh, I won that one and, and went to state. And I think we competed with um, 60 to 70 people my junior year at state. And, I mean, you had to do all kinds of different welding processes. You had to arc weld, TIG weld. Um, you had to cut, flux core, MIG. And you had to make this object and read a blueprint. And ended up winning state. It was kind of crazy. I was the first one from Beeville to win state. And then went and competed in Kansas City in 2011 on a national level. Didn't win that. There was some crazy good people there. But I was still there. You know, it was still yeah, cool. Yeah, still a cool opportunity. Um, so, you know, that's where the competition then set in. I think I like to see that from all of our speakers. They're all very competitive people, very driven people. Um, what what motivates you to be successful? Man, I've always liked to win. I've always liked to be ahead. I've had a vision since I was young about, you know, being a certain type of person and a, and a winner, and, and I've been motivated. I think that's, yeah, I mean, love to win. I don't – I've just always had a, a – goal in mind of where I wanted to be and, and I've always wanted to beat the person next to me I mean even at the gym now it's kind of a curse because uh, I'm getting older and these 16 year old guys in the gym with me and I'm like I'm gonna beat that guy and then I'm like dying trying to keep up with him so I don't even go work out when that guy's there uh, so it's just always been who I am really yeah absolutely so when did your job turn into a career I like to tell people it was never a job. Well, I mean, I had jobs before insurance. One thing I told myself when I joined the insurance industry is uh, failure was not an option. And I don't remember where I got that. I read a quote at some point in college that said, you know, if you, if you, if you have a backup plan, like you're more than likely not going to give it your all, like you're going to, you know, dip your toe in the water rather than diving in. So I told myself early on, like, failure is not an option for you in this industry. I knew what it could give me. I knew what I could give the industry. And uh, uh, I, I, that, that pushed me further than anything was just telling myself, like, hey, if you don't do this, there's no, there is no other option. So, so what, do you, what do you do to, you know, what characteristics separate you from people around you? You know, in the insurance industry, there's a ton of insurance people. Uh, in the world, uh, there's also a ton of young insurance people who are getting into the industry. What have you done to separate yourself? Uh, it's such a quick level to find your success that you're finding so early. Yeah, I've tried to be the most genuine person I can 100% of the time. I'm completely honest with people. Uh, I tell them what they need in an insurance policy and, and where their coverages aren't there. I'm not trying to sell someone the cheapest thing. Uh, you know, I'm trying to make sure that that my clients are protected. Uh, so if something does happen, for example, like I had my, one of my first clients in Beeville, he has a auto garage shop and I, you know, I kind of knew him and I walked in there. It was one of my first like kind of cold calls and, and he let me look at his policy and his policy was terrible. It, you know, it was actual cash value. Uh, it was, you know, had a bunch of different things in it that, that really didn't suit him. And I, told him that I wasn't going to be the cheapest after I read it. I, you know, I was like, you, you have a bunch of coverages that are really uh, going to hurt your business if something happened. 
and uh, I, you know, gave him a replacement cost, and he actually had a tornado hit him three months after I put the policy in place, and, uh, you know, he thanked me because I told him when I sold him policy, you know, if you have a complete loss, you're going to get an eighth of what this building is worth, and that tornado almost destroyed the building, and it paid replacement costs, and he's still in business, so... Yeah, that, uh, that, those are the kind of stories that make you get up every day and, and yeah, do what you do, for absolutely. sure. So what makes somebody successful early in, in our industry and in insurance? You know, with other industries, there are certain characteristics. What what characteristics would you use with our industry? You have to be determined. Uh, you, you know, you have, to, you have to be goal-driven and know what you want. Uh, you have to have uh, grit. Uh, you got to be able to go through some hard times and, you know, good times. Uh, it sales it insurance, just like any other sales where you're going to have your, you know, your ups and your downs. You have to be genuine, like I said. And uh, uh, one thing that helped me is the gift of gab, you know, I mean, be able to talk to anybody and everybody that you want. There's no cookie cutter that would make you good for the insurance industry. You know, an introvert would be just as good as an extrovert at selling in the insurance industry. I think, you know, as long as you use your own recipe to do it, you know, it can be done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would agree with you on the introvert extrovert thing because, uh, I mean, personally, I, I don't really love being around a lot of people or talking to a lot of people. It's just not my thing. But when it comes to business, I'm the same as you. There's no backup. There's no going back. So I'm gonna, you know, get out of my shell and go to cold networking events. I'm gonna meet other people, talk to other people, educate other people. Um, the one that I did want to bring up that you had mentioned to me at some point before was patience. I think that's a big one. I think playing the long game is a very important one in our industry. You know, if you want to play the short game, real estate's the business for you. Absolutely. It, it is. That's what they're really good at. It's a lot of money up front real quick. Um, but if you're looking to make a, more money than that for a lifetime and have a, a really good life 10 to 15 years from the day you start, insurance is the business for you because of the residual income, because of the ability we have to work with clients for a very long time and to continue building uh, as they change in their life, building policies for them that fit where they're at in that stage of life, uh, that that residual income literally makes it a long play. And so, if you're you're not here for a long play, it's going to be a tough business, right? You're, you might have the grit and determination for the first couple of months, but what happens in the next couple of months? You have to be looking at it for year to year. You know, what's my life going to look like in ten to fifteen years? Okay, and then work backwards. That's the kind of person I think that's going to make it uh, in the insurance industry. So, James, as we close today, it's been a pleasure, man, having you in the studio. Uh, what advice would you give people, right? Uh, this podcast is geared towards young people who are thinking about all these different white-collar industries. All uh, Most of the industries that we work with deal with sales in one way or another. What advice would you give those people who are, who are getting into sales um, as we close out the podcast today? Well, first off, you know, I'd like to answer that and go back to what you said about, like, introvert versus extrovert. You know, if you're trying to get into the sales industry and it's something you're thinking about, but you think, you know, you don't talk enough or you don't have the uh, attitude to sell, you know, introverts make some of the best salesmen that I've ever seen just because they're so good at, you know, listening. You don't have to talk the most in a sales pitch. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. Absolutely. I mean, I think that I think that there's been, there's pros and cons to both types of personalities and you're just going to have to overcome what you're not as good at. Um, but I think introverts are pretty good being, they're very analytical, which in our business means they're good at defining policies, explaining those to customers, 
Um, and I think also they're probably better at getting to the point, right? Because they don't want to just sit there and, and talk forever. Whereas I think maybe your extroverts are a lot better at um, naturally stirring up conversations. They probably get a lot more business quicker um, because they're just always outside of there's there's no real shell <laughs> that they they can get under. Um, and I think also extroverts are pretty good about building relationships, following through the paperwork, right? Going through the coverages. That's going to be their struggle because they want to just you know have conversations. Um, but I think both people are going to have pros and cons. But I think either either person, I think what it comes down to, do you want to be successful? Yeah. If you want to be successful, then you can. You're going to be just fine in any industry you get into because you're going to do whatever you need to be that, to be successful. Absolutely, James. It's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Look forward to uh, I guess seeing you here soon, oh, <laughs> sooner yeah. than most of my guests on the yeah. show. But I appreciate you joining us. Yeah, man. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Be sure to rate our podcast and leave a review. Also, make sure to check us out on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook at One and Done Podcast.